0: coast this is betting across america on v the sports betting network
2: welcome back it is our number three of betting across america presented by bet mgm femi and alongside amal shah and we're talking all things college basketball here from the v studios at the south point hotel and casino amal cashed himself a winner out there at the carrier dome the Qs win by 20 against Boston College there, closed eight-and-a-half-point favorites, and it was never a doubt of them all.
3: Yeah, to me, when you look at this one, uh, they got off to a fast start, and uh, Boston College didn't shoot the ball well from the three-point line. I thought it was going to be a tough match, but I was surprised this number wasn't around twelve. I thought it was too short. BC is just not a good team away from Chestnut Hill at Connie Forum, and we saw them struggle today. And this is the kind of game where Jim Beheim's team has done a great job all year long, just really crushing opponents that are far weaker than them.
2: <laughs> well, you got that winner in your pocket, uh, Q Shade aside, but you're also hoping to get a winner out at the Breslin Center right now. Michigan State's taking on Illinois, the Illini lead by five with four minutes to play in the ball game. Michigan State now down to six and a half point dogs on the live line.
3: Yeah, and uh, Michigan State was going to have a possibility of a four-point play here. They wow. were down eight, hit a three-point shot. They went to the review. There was a foul away from the basketball. They counted the shot, and, of course, they bricked the free throw. <laughs> Critical miss uh, in this game here. Five-point game with 3.45 to go. In another game, Xavier, uh, UConn, similar situation. Five-point game, UConn ball with, uh, with 3.50 to go.
2: Yeah, that game right now. Five-point game, like Amal mentioned. It was as big as 17 in the second half early on there. UConn, though, eight-and-a-half-point favorites on the live line there at the under four aspect of the second half here. So this is a game that it looked like it was going to be all Huskies. Xavier has credit them. They've done a terrific job to get back into this basketball game, but oh, right now they are <laughs> now down by seven. now down seven. This game once again, it closed six and a half. So we're dancing around that closing number after it looked like we weren't going to be for much of the game.
3: Yeah, absolutely. A tough runner going. He's a left-hander, but he was going opposite his body, puts up a one footer from about 12 feet facing the shot clock and uh, great job. And now you UConn secures the defensive rebound. And Cole, really astute player. By the way, Sparty just hit another bucket. We got a three-point game at the Breslin Center.
2: That is gonna be a terrific game. Remember that one closed Sparty on a ten-nothing run over the last two and a half minutes. The game closed two in favor of Illinois. They were short road favorite in this game here. is trying to make the most of a week that started out poorly against Penn State over there in Happy Valley. So probably one of the better games of the day is living up to the hype right now as Kofi Coburn just laid it up and in as Illinois goes back up by five. So we'll be keeping our eyes on that game. Amal, anything jumped out to you real quick there?
3: You know, uh, Illinois, nice response. I get a bucket, but uh, you kind of just got a shot clock violation. Oh. And I'll tell you what, it's not the worst thing in the world when you're up by Seven with two and a half to go. You don't want a live ball turnover. A dead ball turnover is not the worst thing here, so good shape for them. Miss Party just responds with another bucket. I don't know if it was a two or a three. I didn't see it. It oh, was a, a three. Trace. Walker again. He hit the three pointer on the on the and one situation. And how about the defensive job by Texas Tech in the second half so far? Yes. Texas 0 for 8 from the floor. They're still stuck at 28. 15 and a half to go at the Irwin Center. Zero field goals in the last 840 for the Shorthorns. <laughs>
2: Uh, We're liking it. At least for for me, I'm liking it right now for the under bet. I think I saw the live total at last check 115. Now 112 and a half is the live number over at BetMGM for the total on that game as Texas Tech showing us that Red Raider defense out there in Austin. So the Breslin Center is absolutely on fire right now. Uh, I wish we could get volume on that game because it's off the charts right now over in East Lansing. Real quick here in Waco though, Baylor, they lead TCU 70 to 54. Baylor 16 and a half point favorites at the under-four timeout in that game. I know that's one that might be bet regret for you. You were hoping to maybe back the Bears but ended up not pulling the
3: trigger. Yeah, exactly. And Baylor doing what they, they always do, just decimating teams at home. I didn't understand the line on TCU, and there were some other plays that I was looking at today, and it kind of got off that one fairly quickly, but... Uh... Uh, that one turned out to be like the Syracuse game, an easy winner. I, I thought it would be one where they'd be able to run away and hide. And how about Xavier? Four on the shot clock. They just foul a three-point shooter. That, as Dick Vitale would say, warm up the
2: bus as Polly's at the line. Opportunity to make this a double-digit lead. Some of the decisions that you'll see when you bet enough college basketball will be absolutely tilting. Yeah. As you see the decisions that some of these – and they're student-athletes, so we don't want to go too hard on them. They're not professionals by any stretch of the imagination. But it's just it, – it's you got – this is – not for the faint of heart is right. what I'm saying essentially here as my man, Amal, he's got the hands rubbing together. He is absolutely dialed into the end of these early morning window games here is right now. It's a four point game at the Breslin center. Now down to two as Michigan state, they're not going anywhere. This team, well, it closed Illinois by two. They lead it by two with one forty five to go.
3: You know, I said earlier, I thought this game would come down to a final possession and looks like it might be the case. Texas with back to back three yeah, come alive. Well, you know, listen, you're not going to shut them down on their home floor, mm-hmm. but a quick, uh, you know, 13 points now, all of a sudden it was struggling, uh, or not 13, but excuse me, nine points mm-hmm. by both teams here in the last uh, three possessions. Yeah, the
2: Red Raiders, they were on a 13 nothing run that spanned nine minutes. Wow. That goes to show what kind of defensive uh, output they've been putting out there. But Texas, like you mentioned, the back-to-back three-pointers here as they are now down by one with 14 8 to play. In Austin. But UConn, they're up by ten out there at home. Illinois Kofi Coburn's at the line as they lead it by two. He makes the first one. So this one's gonna come down to if Michigan State can get some stops and maybe it might come down to some free throws there. But the your plus seven and a half number, which was at a number of times in the second half of all looking shaky. Michigan State looks like they're well within that number.
3: Yeah, I I thought they'd make a push sooner than they did, but I expected Sparty to make a run, and so far they have. And Coburn makes both free throws, which is huge. Give the big man credit. Been able Mm -hmm. to knock down free throws. And how about the response by the Illini? Every time Sparty has cut this thing to two, they have responded. Now, this is a big possession if you're Michigan State. Down by four, 90 seconds remaining. They do have the possession arrow, uh, and uh, both teams are in the bonus. So, Wow, Walker with another one. He has been absolutely electric down the stretch here for Michigan State. Um, two three-pointers and a two-point basket. 21 points in the second half for Tyson Walker. That's
2: ridiculous. 23 points. A game. He averages seven points per game. He's come up with 23 points in this game. As Michigan State, I mean, what a win this would be for them if they're able – and if you're Illinois, what a loss after losing to Rutgers. If you blow this game after being up by as many as 16 in the second half, that's not going to be a fun trip back to Champaign.
3: Yeah, and didn't you say on the end game we could have gotten 124 a half? On the over in the Michigan yep. State game. I said take the over. We're at 144 points with Kerbella going to the line.
2: Look at that. I mean that, that just goes to show you when you're looking for in-game opportunities, just because a game starts a certain way doesn't mean it's going to end a certain way. I want to get you updated here real quickly on the game in the SEC that's at halftime right now. Alabama taking on Kentucky over at Rupp Arena. Wildcats lead it 47 to 46. The second half number Amal, is Kentucky by 3. The total 83 and a half. What's the
3: score? forty seven forty six Kentucky I would take big blue here you do, you're lay, four, you lay the well three. you're laying two and a half bet points better than the original number also mm-hmm. in the first half we saw how hot of a streak that um, Alabama. Alabama was on again the free throws favoring Kentucky no surprise there both teams only com- they've combined for only six turnovers, which has been incredibly impressive um, Michigan State about to blow this game now. It's a five-point lead as Illinois gets a steal as they went one for two at the free-throw line on the, on the foul call. So this is going to be an interesting finish here with my seven-and-a-half in play. Um, I would love to see... A great shot fake and yeah, Get an was, and one there. That was there. terrific. And an <laughs> and one. Michigan State with a chance to cut this thing to two. All I'm hoping for is no overtime at this point.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's what you're hoping for. Is as long as yeah. you don't go OT, find yourself a winner, as long as he knocks down this free throw, I think you'll be just, just fine.
3: Just to let everybody know real quick, Walker now with 25 points, but he's going to the free throw line with an opportunity to add to it. It is a three-point game with 47 seconds remaining, so if he makes this free throw, you play it straight up, get a rebound, and then you got an opportunity to potentially either win the game with a Three or send it to OT with the
2: tie. Yeah, what a game this has been. 51 points from Michigan State in this second half here after only scoring 22 in the first half. Just to update you on the box score in this game, Kofi Coburn, 27 points, nine rebounds for Illinois. Uh, Grandison also for Illinois, 24 points as well. But you mentioned Walker off the bench, 10 of 12 from the field. from Walker. You might have to go buy that guy a drink out there in East Lansing one of these days because uh, what a performance he has put together here at home against the he, fighting Illini. He
3: played against Penn State, didn't he, the other day?
2: Yeah, that's true. Okay, he owes yeah, us money, actually. Go. Yeah, maybe I'll send him <laughs> my Venmo after that performance. I mean, good God. <laughs> by, by the way, how about TCU potentially back
3: during this game, down 20 with five minutes to go. Ooh. Now have cut it to 9-11. But they're sending Baylor to the free throw line here, I think, with uh, an 11-point differential. So they'll have potentially two
2: possessions. If, if, to- you, if you backed Baylor... I mean, you got to be absolutely furious. Just with the way the second half was going, they've been up double digits like the entire second half. And now that you're sitting here having to sweat out laying 11 as we sit here with Baylor leading by 11 with 57 and a half seconds left to go. I mean, this is a tough, tough beat if you if you back Baylor. Not a bad beat, but a slow burn kind of beat if you backed Baylor.
3: A- absolutely right. I-, I would definitely agree with that. I mean, this is a tough one, but it reminds me of the Washington State, U- uh, Washington USC game hey, the other now. night. You know what I mean? But You've been living right. You've had three games in the last two weeks that, I mean, probably should have been, yeah, real <laughs> miracles. I mean, if you take a bad beat or three along the way, you can't complain. That's no, the one, the one it, thing. I don't complain about certain games because I'm like, it evens out. People always forget when they get lucky on games.
2: It evens out. I, was, I didn't make an official play, but I laid 12 and a half with Marquette earlier this week. They were cruising. They ended up winning by the game by 11. Who was it, that against? It was uh, I forgot who it was. I'll have to look at my uh, tracker here. Um, but I, it was, Marquette was laying 12 and a half uh, earlier this week, and they looked like they were going to go. Well, it was going to be a cruise, maybe win by 20, we'll be good, we'll cover. I look back at the box score. I'm like, wow, they won by 10 or 11 points, it was they ended up not covering. So, like you mentioned, it balances out. I'm number one to complain about bad beats. You flush them down you, – you, my rule when bad beats and situations like that happen is that you got about a five to ten minute window to be angry, and then you then you go by. Well, because it, otherwise you're just gonna you're gonna be tilting.
3: It, no, it depends on the situation. I, I never forget a beat I took in late night. TCU no, two,
2: now within a single two, digits, uh, by the way.
3: And of course, Jamie Dixon takes a timeout down nine. Maybe you should have used those timeouts earlier in the game. You might have been in the game. Uh, but our, Michigan was playing Wisconsin. Uh, I think it was 5 up at the Kohl Center, and one of the walk-ons is on there, and the guy from Michigan, they're just running out the clock. He decides to steal the ball and goes in for a layup. I'm going to
2: tell you right now, if that guy was
3: anywhere near Clark County, he would have come up a missing person.
2: (laughs) Big three by the Illini. They now lead it by five. Michigan State was letting it play out there, but Trent Frazier – cuts or or extends the lead to a five-point game as we're 15 seconds left Michigan State now on offense needing to find some sort of offense and they missed the three-pointer and we'll see if they foul here down to six seconds ball ahead doesn't look like the Sparty is going to be able to foul this game will end with Illinois 79 Michigan State 74 and that is a winner for our guy Amal Shah plus seven and a half live we'll discuss it on the other side it's betting across America well we're cashing tickets baby
4: If you dare.
2: that can only be described as madness. You get VEASAN all access to everything we do from now through the College Basketball Championship on April 4th for only $29. Sign up now and get our daily best bets emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming College Hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full access to VEASAN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. This deal only happens once a year, so don't miss out. Visit VEASAN.com madness to sign up today. Welcome back inside the VEASAN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Amal Shaw. The last segment of all, we were going rapid fire, sweating out the ends of these college basketball games. You got yourself a winning ticket, played Michigan State live, plus seven and a half, which is a great play because in terms of the pre-flop numbers, Illinois was a two-point favorite on the road at the Breslin Center. They win the game 79-74. Their game goes over, but also, how about your Michigan State Spartans in-game action, baby. Let's go.
3: Well, yeah, I think when you look at certain matchups, there's an opportunity to team at home like Michigan State. I mean, it came down to a critical three-point shot from Illinois to really put the separation. Otherwise, this game could have gone either way. If that shot misses, we might be looking at overtime or even a Sparty one-point win. So give the Illini credit for getting the road win there.
2: Also, you were kicking yourself for not betting Baylor Mm -hmm. at home against TCU. And for a second, it looked like one of those awesome, like one of those not awesome, but like bet regrets. like, Damn, I wanted to play it. They ended up winning the game. Well, TCU, uh, they were fighting like it was the final four. I don't know what was going on there. They end up only losing the game by 10. The game closed Baylor laying 11. So TCU backdoors the game after being down by felt like 16, 15 points the entire second half.
3: Yeah, they were down as high as 20 with about five and a half minutes to look, I'll tell you right now, if I had Baylor in the game and I lost, I can live with it, though, because Mm -hmm. if you're down 20 on the road with five minutes to go and you got to fight to cut it to 10 like that, I'll take my chances on those plays every day of the week.
2: Yeah, that's just one that's good process, bad result type of situation. Very well said. Yeah, I mean that, that, and that's as a better. You have to live with those. And the yeah. people who laid Baylor minus 11, you made a good bet. Um, you, you you laid a pretty good number there, and it looked like you were gonna cash, but unfortunately, the uh, the gambler did not want you to win that bet as TCU goes and covers as 11 point underdogs. We got Texas Texas Tech going on right now in in Austin. The Longhorns are now four and a half point underdogs. They trail by six with under 10 minutes to play in the ball game. The live total 114 and a half. Amal.
3: Yeah, uh, you know, this is a tight game, but I'll tell you, the defensive effort so far by Texas Tech in the second half has been unbelievable. I mean, they've given up nine points in 11 minutes and 24 seconds so far to this Texas team. Um, You know, I'm mad at myself because I saw this game and it looked like even though Texas was scoring and doing things offensively, it just looked like too much of an effort for them to be able to take that lead. And we see them struggling here as this Texas Tech team has done a tremendous job defensively in the second half.
2: Yeah, Texas Tech, that's their staples. Defense, Mark Adams has picked up where Chris Beard left off with this Red Raiders team. I mean, three years ago, this team was on the doorstep of winning a national championship against Virginia. Uh, it's one of the better programs that's been—it's uh, kind of emerged over the last five years, I'd say, in terms of national kind of contending prowess here in college basketball. Th- this is incredibly impressive because – First of all, you're not going to have a lot of recruits
3: in the area there. For people that don't know Lubbock, uh, you know, just outside of Amarillo, about an hour hour plus drive, Um, but not a hotbed of recruiting. You're probably realistically the fifth option in terms of programs within the state. Mm -hmm. You got Texas, you got Houston, obviously Baylor national champion, uh, you know, Texas A&M, so a lot of bigger programs, but what they've been able to do between Beard and Adams here has been incredibly impressive at uh, Texas Tech.
2: Let's stay in the Big 12, and there's a big matchup coming up later this evening between the Kansas Jayhawks and the West Virginia Mountaineers. Kansas at BetMGM is laying four and a half on the road in Morgantown, total 146 and a half. What do you kind of think about this game between a West Virginia team that's really struggled over the last three weeks or so?
3: Remember, revenge spot here for the Mounties. Um, They got dusted at the fog earlier this year in the second half of that game. They were playing it tight and tough early on, but then it was all... Kansas in the second half. I didn't touch this game. I would look at a home dog here. You said what's four and a half? Four and a half is the number, yep. Yeah, I'd probably look at the home dog just being on their home floor, but I, I don't have confidence taking West Virginia. Their inconsistency in terms of shooting the ball. McNeil's got to shoot the ball well, and Sherman's got to play well if they're going to have a chance today.
2: It's surprising to me that they're down, because I mean, they felt like two, three years ago, Huggy had that program rolling. They were continually making sweet 16s and all that stuff, and to see them playing the way that they're playing now, this year, and everyone has their down years, but uh, I, I expected a little bit more from West Virginia this season.
3: Well McBride ended up leaving early right kid out of Mm -hmm. Cincinnati wasn't expected to go and he ends up leaving early goes I think in the second round of the NBA. I really like Miles McBride Uh, and then you have Oscar Sheboy transfer to Kentucky so that has an impact as well. That's a killer. Yeah so uh, when you look at it I, I thought there were some opportunities there and You know, we'll see what happens in this Kentucky second half here. I think it's going to be a tight, tough game. Took UK here in the second half laying the three, but I think this is going to be a highly competitive basketball game.
2: So you're on Kentucky laying three. They were up by one at halftime, 47 to 46. They lead at 54-52 as we're approaching the under-16 media timeout there at Rupp Arena. But another game I wanted to ask you about is a really fun game out in the SEC between Tennessee and Arkansas. And over at BetMGM Arkansas, they're laying two and a half The total right now one thirty eight and a half, and this is the game that you're probably most excited about on today's slate.
3: Yeah, I am. I think this is going to be a terrific matchup. Uh, I was sitting there looking, I'm like mad that this is a one o'clock start time because I got to be somewhere at two o'clock. But I'm like, you know, this is going to be a game. If you got an opportunity, you may not have action on. You just want to watch a good college basketball game. This is it. Nineteen and six Tennessee, twenty and six Arkansas. Talked about the Razorbacks, fourteen and one at home this year, four and four for Tennessee on the road. But Tennessee comes in having won five in a row, including that great win against Kentucky. Femi, to me, I would be laying the two here at the bud with the Razorbacks. Mm-hmm. I like this team. Uh, I think note is going to have a big day today, and they're they're balanced. Remember, Audis Tony, you had those two uh, transfers from the backcourt of Pittsburgh. Uh, you had uh, Xavier Johnson goes to Indiana, and then Audis Tony goes to Arkansas. Razorbacks have done a nice job in the transfer market. Chris Likes comes in there as well from Miami. So. This should be a really good basketball game. Can Tennessee shoot the ball well enough even if they defend? I don't think you're going to be able to slow down Tennessee, excuse me, Arkansas for 40 minutes and at home with fouls
2: going their way. It's going to be a competitive game. We just saw Texas, Texas Tech go to the commercial break at the under eight timeout. Texas Tech leads it 47 to 44. Wanted to clean up a game out of the Big East. UConn, they defeated Xavier 72 to 61. So the Huskies, they cover as six and a half point favorites. And that's my bet. regret. I looked at that one hard yesterday. And I was like, man, I really like UConn in this spot. And the first half, I was like, yep, that this is what we thought. Got a little shaky in the second half. It got down to, I think, as low as four point lead or five point game uh, there for the Huskies after Xavier kind of rallied. But the Huskies go ahead and win by double digits, nonetheless.
3: Yeah, I tend to agree with you. I, I kind of looked at this one as well. I thought the number was a little bit short, but I, I don't like those middle numbers of like a six and a half or a yeah. seven. Uh, you want to I you know, one thing I took away was Travis Steele's team's going to foul late, so it's just something to kind of bank in the back of your head if you're betting an Xavier game, maybe on an in play or situation like that.
2: Yeah, I think that's one of the things that you you have to handicap how the coaches go about. The, some coaches, if they're down 11 and there's 20 seconds left, they're still fouling. Well, Wait, it's, and if you're betting totals, it can be very, very tilting.
3: Your best friend ever for overs was Steve Lavin. They'd be down 15, <laughs> and they're fouling with two minutes to go. But his, his approach was correct. You're down. You start fouling sooner. And so, yeah. all of a sudden, you would wind up with 20 points in the final two minutes.
2: Yeah, no, try to extend the game as much as possible. Maybe the other team misses their free throws. We'll see what we can do. Uh, over in Gainesville in the SEC, we had this game tip off. Number two, Auburn taking on Florida. And Florida's off to a pretty good start here at the under-12 timeout. Right now the Gators lead 12-7 to against Auburn. Auburn is a a one-and-a-half-point favorite right now on the live number, total 132-and-a-half. Auburn went off as four-and-a-half-point favorites in this game on the road here. I thought it was way too many points. I took Florida in this spot. I loved them when I looked at the card yesterday, and I was like, God, that is just the money spot here for the Gators. We'll see if they come through here, but so far we're so good. But any thoughts on this game in terms of a live perspective?
3: You know, uh, this was a t- – I think you said the total was 145.
2: Yeah, it was a hovering around that area. I yeah,
3: believe. the one thing I would point to is, and I missed it on this game, was Auburn on the road. You can probably play unders at home. It's tougher to do. The crowd, they feed off that energy. They get a
2: lot of calls. Sorry, 139.5 okay. was the total. Uh, in I
3: definitely would not have played that at 139.5. Um, I was thinking it was about five points higher. But, you know, to me, this Florida team, as I said earlier, and, you know, you talked about it, at the O-Dome, they're just a completely different team. And we'll see what happens in a revenge spot here for the Gators.
2: Yeah, hoping the Gators can do me right after I had them with the over against Texas AM earlier this week, and that did not go very well for me. Starting in about five minutes here in Maldo, any final thoughts on Iowa, Ohio State, Buckeyes laying five and a half, total 154 and a half right now at this game in Columbus? Hawkeyes and the Buckeyes. Kind of the, not the most defensive uh, prowess <laughs> in terms of basketball, but Ohio State, though, probably the be better of the two defenses in yeah, this game.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I like the Buckeyes here because this Iowa team, 3-5 and five on the road. Ohio State 11-0 at home this year, and I like the way they play. They, they have got a good distribution of size, perimeter shooting. I, I like their chance in this one. The Buckeyes shoot 38% from the three-point line, Femi. Terrific, terrific from yeah. the line and 75% from the free throw line. Iowa right there at the free throw line as well, but I, I just think going on the road, you're going to get fewer calls. Uh, I like the Buckeyes in this matchup to be able to get the five-point
2: cover. One thing I will give Iowa credit for is that they do force some turnovers on defense. They gamble a lot on defense, but they do force some turnovers, and they do a pretty good job of protecting the basketball as well. Teams that do that tend to buy themselves a few extra possessions, and we have a game that's five, five and a half. I'm not, I'm not sure if I can get there with the Buckeyes in this game, but I I'm not really excited to probably take the points with the Hawkeyes either. So, a no play for me in Iowa and Ohio State. On the other side, it's time to get miscellaneous. We're going to talk about some breaking news in the NFL. Also, Genesis Open invite and the great American race is tomorrow. We're going to break it down. Daytona 500 here on Betting Across America.
0: This is Betting Across America on V the Sports Betting Network.
2: If you miss any part of our show or anything on the VEASAN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to VEASAN.com slash podcast and get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, My Guys in the Desert, Coast to Coast Hoops, and many more. They're all free and available now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. It is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi and Ben alongside alongside Amal Shaw coming to you from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Had it been a fun day sweating out some of these college basketball games, and we're going to table that here for just a bit because we got some news out of the NFL. Brian Flores, who has been – he sued the NFL there for the hiring practices for minority candidates, also – Alleging for Steven Ross that he was paid to throw games there for the Miami Dolphins, at least early on when they were trying to tank for Tua or whoever they were tanking for before that draft there. But Brian Flores today was just named the senior defensive assistant slash linebackers coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So he will now join Mike Tomlin's coaching staff out there in Pittsburgh. Brian Flores, who's going through the like they were still going through the legal process of this, but almost a little bit of a surprise to see him get a head coaching job, or not a head coaching job, actually say but a job in the NFL despite all the legalities that are going on between him and the league right now
3: I'm not surprised I think the uh, head coaching area might have been a little bit more distracting but he's defensive qual i think he's a defensive assistant basically quality control mm-hmm. i don't I don't think that will matter as much but um, you know unless he's bringing a quarterback with him I don't know if any of this is going to matter. <laughs>
2: Yeah, the Steelers It's and we'll see who is their quarterback could be Jimmy Garoppolo could be a number of guys out there for the Pittsburgh Steelers as Ben Roethlisberger has now retired but Flores who was a head coach and was a pretty solid head coach there for the Miami Dolphins now joining a Pittsburgh Steelers staff that that organization tends to always play a little bit better than we think I know a lot of people were down on them early heading into this season they go over their win total we're uh, in the playoffs which I don't think anybody would have imagined around Halloween for the So uh, t- a hat tip I should say to the Steelers organization for accomplishing that. Mike Tomlin has been a really good stable head coach now entering his 16th year for the black and gold out there in Western PA. Also going on in the sports world here is the Genesis Open Invitational. This one over at the Riviera Golf Course over at Pacific Palisades in California. A number of top golfers in the field, but it is being led by one Joaquin Neiman. Joaquin Neiman shot a 36-hole course record At the Riv going 63 on Thursday and on Friday. And you might wonder, how is Joaquin Neiman going to start his Saturday? Well, he starts his Saturday with a birdie. So Joaquin Neiman now is at 17 under right now, leading the field by three strokes. Over at BetMGM, he went off today, plus 120, the favorite. Justin Thomas, plus 350. He's five strokes back of Neiman, also birdied his first hole. Cameron Young, who shot a 62 yesterday, he is three strokes back over at plus 650. Jordan Spieth hanging around in contention at 9-1. You got Colin Morikawa, 12-1. Adam Scott, 16-1. A few major winners of yesteryears. Those guys kind of hanging around. Still a lot of golf to be played in this game, or rather in this tournament, I should say. But uh, a very, very good start for Joaquin Neiman, who has been actually taking a blowtorch to Riviera Golf Course over there out there at Pacific Palisades. We'll be keeping our eye on that throughout this afternoon and heading into the final round tomorrow at the Genesis Invite Tiger Woods puts on the event, always one of the more fun events of the year. He'll be there to, I believe, present the trophy to the winner of this game. So it'll be good to see Tiger Woods tomorrow. The Great American Race them 64th running of it. Daytona 500 is tomorrow afternoon. Denny Hamlin is the favorite at Daytona 500. Right now going off, I believe, at plus 850. Plus 800 is the number at BetMGM. I've seen some plus 850s also out there in the market here, but NASCAR betting, it's almost similar to golf in terms of it's a lottery aspect to it every week here with these juicy prices here. Denny Hamlin being the favorite because he has won two out of the last three here.
3: Well, I think it's a sport if you pay close attention to there's some opportunities. Matt Metcalf, uh, you know, before he was back on this side of the on the bookmaking side, he Mm -hmm. was a terrific uh, NASCAR better. So it just it just depends in terms of, you know, how closely you follow certain things. And I think niche sports can be very effective and very lucrative for betters.
2: Yeah, niche sport. I mean, golf has now gone past the niche sport because I think the popularity of golf, with this, especially when the height of the pandemic, it was one of the first sports to come back. So now it's one of the mainstream sports in terms of sports betting. But NASCAR, you mentioned, is a very niche sport in betting. And well, if you have an edge, you can definitely be, be very profitable.
3: I, I wouldn't go that far on the golf. I, I would say it seems that way because everybody at VEASAN pretty much bets it. Yeah, that's but true. I, I Echo chamber. You, yeah, I think if you go outside, I still think it's pre, It's a niche sport because one of the things is, it's always on the weekends, right? You got to pay attention to it, but also, I think because so many of the tournaments don't get the publicity yeah. and and kind of the uh, spotlight on it. So, uh, I think you look at there's several other sports where people probably pay a lot closer attention.
2: Hey, Waste Management last weekend tr- treated me very well. Scotty Scheffler, 25-1 to 1 to win that. So I was actually locked into that for the early portion of the Super Bowl. I had the, lob- the laptop up of the Waste Management open there as the- Scotty Scheffler prevailed in the playoff against Patrick Cantlay. Good to get a winner before Super Bowl even started. Steve Mackinan, though, a, n- a note on Daytona 500. He was on the edge with Jonathan Von Tobel earlier this week. And Steve Mackinan, who does a great job for Point Spread Weekly, if you're not subscribed to that, you should be. Otherwise, you're doing it wrong. He brought up that this day. Daytona 500 in terms of the events across the whole NASCAR circuit this one tends to be a little more, more volatile just because we've seen Denny Hamlin he's won two out of 3 but just based on what you see from a race and it's the first one of the year so we don't really have much data on what we get in terms of like the week to week stuff it's like this is the the first time we get the racing packages together so it tends to be volatile underdogs too well here at daytona i mean last year michael mcdowell won the daytona 500 he was 100 to 1 to win the race this year he's now 40 to 1 so I'm interested to see how this race will unfold tomorrow. Past winners that are near the top of the leaderboard include Ryan Logano, 12 to 1, Kurt Bush, 16 to 1. So it's kind of a similar aspect to the golf of the lottery kind of sense in terms of betting the great American race. The 64th running will be tomorrow. Those odds courtesy of bet MGM Denny Hamlin going off as an eight to one favorite. Let's turn our attention back to college basketball here at Mall. I know you've been keeping an eye on a few things. You laid three points with Kentucky in the second half, and they're they're looking good right now. Big Blue Nation up by 13 with 11 minutes to go against Alabama.
3: Yeah, outscored uh, Alabama 24-12 to in the second half. Really gotten off to a terrific start. Four for six from the three-point arc. I didn't think Alabama would be able to continue at the pace that they were at, and you saw that difference here in this game. And Kentucky uh, starting to pull away as they hit another three right on cue, now up by 16
2: Good night. <laughs> they have been awesome in this second half here, leading at 27 to 12. Uh, the Kentucky Wildcats, and, and it's interesting, they're getting this done without Ty Ty Washington. Like, he's not playing in this game, and it just goes to show what that ceiling could be come March. If the team, Cal's teams always get better towards the end of the year. People don't give him enough credit for his coaching prowess because his teams are young, but they always get better as you head into March.
3: Yeah, that was one of the two reasons I laid off this game. Revenge spot for Alabama. I didn't think they'd shoot as poorly, and they didn't in the first half, but they couldn't sustain it in the second half. And then also you mentioned the tie tie Washington injury situation. I was a little bit concerned how effective they'd be offensively laying numbers against a team that could really score in Alabama.
2: Yeah, Alabama – from three-point land, 10 of 28, and I would venture to guess that probably about nine of those were hitting the first half there because the Crimson Tide have been going slowly. Rather, they've been ice cold from beyond the arc here in the second half. We're at the under four timeout in Austin. Texas Tech, this would be a heck of a win for the Red Red Raiders, I should say. They lead 54 to 46 against the Longhorns. Texas now eight-and-a-half-point underdogs on the live line. Uh, any interest for you? This game that we thought was going to be closely contested, and it is, Eight is the largest lead we've seen all throughout the day here, but it's a little, almost a little surprising to see Texas Tech take this sort of commanding lead late in the second half.
3: It is, but when you watch the first half of that game, it didn't feel like. Texas was going to be able to sustain their offensive efficiency. they were playing extremely well and they were hitting their shots. They're just not a particularly good shooting team and we've seen that affect them in the second half so far just 17 points through about seventeen plus minutes and I'll tell you what if uh, Texas uh, excuse me Texas Tech can beat TCU next Saturday, they will have gone six <laughs> and0 against the teams from the uh, the Lone Star State here so, be interesting to see what happens the rest of the
2: way. Put that in your recruiting pipe and smoke it there. You can (laughs) sell that to the the high school basketball kids. And there are a lot of good ones in the state of Texas. And that will be a nice feather in the cap for the Red Raiders. Iowa, Ohio State just tipped off. Buckeyes went off as five-and-a-half point favorites. Total 154-and-a-half, I believe, is the closing number there. So uh, that will be a game that I know Amal will be keeping tabs on. Not only is he a Buckeye, but he also laid the points with his team, Ohio State, there as they take on the Hawkeyes. And right now in Gainesville, Florida's doing what they do. They're making it an ugly game against the Auburn Tigers. Florida went off as four and a half point dogs. They lead 17 to 12 against the Tigers. The live number, Auburn one and a half point favorites, total 126 and a half.
3: Yeah, if you got the under in this game, you're looking good right now, but I'll tell you, what, you just had the perfect sequence for an under. Uh, 24 seconds taken off the shot clock and then an errant throw by Auburn into the crowd. So that's about (laughs) as good of a scenario as you can have for an underplay.
2: That's what we love to see there. Gators, I'm not on the total. I'm on the Gators in this game. We're hoping that they can come up big here. I think they're live to win the game. Clearly they're up by five, but it's early on at the under eight timeout. Still a lot of basketball to be played over in the swamp. But Texas, Texas Tech just came back from break. 338 to go. We're sweating out the under in this game right now. There's no live total over at BetMGM right now, but under 128 is what I have. 54-46 is our score right now. Hoping for no overtime because like we say, they don't call it undertime. On the other side, we wrap up the show. The final segment of Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. customers can score big with special offer on the NBA All-Star Game, simply place a $25 wager on the game, and you'll receive a $10 free bet that you can use for any other NBA wager. Just opt into the promotion, place your bet, and enjoy the All-Star Game like never before with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Get a piece of the NBA action all season long with the King of Sportsbooks. Sign in to your BetMGM account today to receive a $10 free bet on the NBA when you bet $25 on the All-Star Game. Tipping off tomorrow night. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Opt-in required. 21 years of age or older to wager new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Welcome back. It is the final segment of Betting Across America here from the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Femi and alongside Amal Shaw. We've been talking a lot of college hoops. Last segment, we brought in a little Genesis open invite discussing Daytona 500. So to help us wrap up, things up here from the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. We bring in the second half of betting across America, and it is one half of the Ross Reynolds connection. He is Dave Ross, VEASAN host, also the host of the First Strike podcast here. Dave, always a pleasure to chat with you. Hope all is going well. I want to start with the Genesis Open here real quick here before we get into the UFC card. I know your buddy Wes Reynolds is on Joaquin Mm -hmm. Neiman outright to win the Genesis Open, and he shot a 63, not only on Thursday but also on Friday and he starts today with a birdie on the first hole are you also riding the Joaquin Neiman train buddy well I wish I was
4: you know when you say like Wes and I part of a tag team I feel like we're like wrestlers in masks and I tag in West <laughs> I wish I could just tag in West for every golf uh, bet there is because the man is on fire you got to listen to long shots they do an absolutely great job each and every week but here's the problem I bet Colin Morikawa today, head to head against Neiman, because I thought there's no way he can keep up this pace. And yet he goes out, and birdies won. Absolutely on fire. We normally don't go wider wire in the PGA tour. Mm-hmm. He's got a really good shot at doing that this week because I haven't seen a guy at an invitation like this, with the top 11 players in the world are there, dominate the rest of the field the way he has so far through two plus days. <laughs>
3: Dave, give me a winner. I don't know who the hell is even fighting, but just give me something.
4: <laughs> First of all, are you guys still fighting? Because you guys were, were scrapping yesterday on <laughs> the air, and I absolutely loved it. I thought I was going to referee that thing, though, but I love the
2: passion. D- D- gentlemen.
3: D- Dave, they don't put Mike Tyson in the ring with Michael Carbajal. Oh, okay.
2: Look at this guy. He thinks he's Mike Michael Tyson over Carbohol here. Michael Carbajal makes Mike the show. Wow. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to even get into it because we, we've moved past that. We, we, we've turned a chapter All right. in our relationship. Amal and sit, I are in a better place here today. Listen, but he yeah. knows he doesn't want that smoke, Dave. He knows don't he doesn't want that, that smoke.
3: smoke. Let me tell you that something. Doesn't. The only person defending Hubert Davis is a public defender. So unless you went to law school at Western Washington, which doesn't even have an ABA law school, you're not want, you don't want anybody from it there defending you. It it the bottom a... line is you want someone like me who's going to get the case dismissed before we even go to trial. The bottom line is nobody can defend <laughs> Hubert Davis, including Hubert Davis,
4: it's an absolute fantastic
3: I'm not conversation, gentlemen. I am all I'll get back Washington to your Hey, listen, man, uh, just just give me the list of Rhodes Scholars and we can move on from there.
4: Let's pick the winner tonight, gentlemen, in the UFC fight night. And look, Johnny Walker is a rather large dog. I'm seeing plus two tens out there, some plus two twenties, plus two hundred somewhere in that vicinity, depending on where you shop here in Las Vegas. Is, is that, is that blue label or black label? And, <laughs> that is, I believe it's the blue. Johnny Walker blue. <laughs> I'm going to take the blue, and I'm going to drink a little bit to Johnny Walker tonight when he gets the win tonight over Jamal Hill. I think it's a, a really interesting matchup here at 205, big boys into a smaller octagon here at UFC Apex in Las Vegas. So you're going to get action, right? So I do think if he can weather the storm in the first round, I actually like Johnny Walker to get this done maybe in the second or third round tonight. I don't think this fight's going to go the distance in the five-round main event here, but I do like Walker to get the stoppage eventually and get back on track. This kid was a fast comer here in this division, took a couple steps back. I think he takes a big step forward tonight. And I love the plus money here, about plus 210, plus 215. Give me that plus money, and I'll drink to Johnny Walker later on this evening.
2: Hey, there we go. Johnny Walker Blue. only the best for the folks here at Betting Across America. We're speaking with Dave Ross, VC host and host of the First Strike podcast. Dave, I'm curious. What do you guys have on tap for the show coming up here? You guys are going to be taking the baton at the top of the hour. You and Wes breaking down some of the afternoon's action. It's the week after the NFL. What do you guys have on tap today that the folks can look forward to? Well, you mentioned the Daytona 500, and I will not ever
4: claim to be an expert when it comes to NASCAR, but we got Jordan Bianchi on later on today. He is, and Wes Reynolds, those two guys are going to give you great information I'm just going to do the old tag-along, gents, because that is a sport I've never been able to fully uh, quantify. We're going to have Aaron Torres to talk some college basketball as well. So we've got you covered here with basketball, NASCAR. You know Wes and I are going to talk a little bit about golf here and even looking ahead maybe to Augusta National because I got some long shots I already like there. But, yeah, we got plenty to get to for the next three hours right here betting across America on VEASAN.
3: Yeah, the only time I want to talk golf is if it's taking place in Hawaii.
4: <laughs> What's your problem when it comes to golf and UFC, all. We need to get you on board well, two great sports no, no, that you no, need to watch more of.
3: I'm not opposed to UFC. I just never got into it. I'm a boxing guy. That's why I gave you the Carvajal and Tyson reference. But the I point the is, Carver. you know, you can't follow every sport. And I'm a tennis guy, so I don't follow golf. You know, why pay money to
4: get angry? I can do it for free. Just get out in traffic.
2: <laughs> That's
4: true. <laughs> you know, Well, it's a great point. I had uh, Robert Whitaker, who fought last week, if we all remember here for the middleweight championship, where the world came up a little bit short against Israel Adesanya in that rematch. And I asked him once about Conor McGregor always talking smack, and he said to me, and I'll do my bad Australian accent. You know, you're in the sport that if you want to fight people, to punch in the fight and get paid for, you're in the right place. You don't have to talk. You know what? It's a terrible accent, but the point is there. You don't have to talk smack in the sport. You're going to fight. I thought it was more
2: Irish than it was Australian. I was an
3: Irish. Dude, I was thinking more definitely yeah. English. I definitely didn't think we were in Oceania down there with that accent.
4: I was thinking somewhere I'll
2: maybe.
3: I'll
4: tell you this. It's kind of like my Sean Connery, which is always bad Irish, and then it meets Australian somewhere in the middle.
2: But, hey, it's an A for effort, Dave, and that is why we absolutely love it. He is Dave Ross, v host, host of the First Strike podcast. Catch him in West Reynolds at the top of the hour, second half of betting across America. Have a good show, Dave. Love you guys. Have a great rest of your afternoon. Thanks, buddy.
3: Appreciate it. (laughs)
2: <laughs> it was like, was like this is coming out as Irish to me not Australian. But uh, I I love that he went for it on air though. Uh we're sweating out some college basketball games right now. Kentucky leads Alabama 83 to 73 over at Rupp Arena. But real quickly Amal here, any plays for you on the remaining part of this college basketball card?
3: Yeah, a little bit off the beaten path. Uh FIU uh hosting tonight against Rice. Total around 142-143 somewhere. Uh take a look at that one. I'm not I'm not sure what the current number is at. That's why I'm saying I'm not sure.
2: But uh, I would look at that game going over. FIU Rice on the total for a mall, and we've got about 250 left. I'm sweating out this Texas Tech-Texas game. I'm pretty much just scared to death of overtime. We'll see how that unfolds, but here are my plays for the rest of the slate in college basketball. I'm on Tennessee at Arkansas under 141. Both teams coming off hot shooting performances. Bad spot for the volunteers. What a great effort to beat Kentucky earlier this week. I think the Razorbacks control the game. They're the number one team in the SEC in defensive efficiency. I think we see that at Bud Walton Arena later on this afternoon. Also, I'm on the under in Georgia Georgetown, Villanova, under 145 and a half. I think Georgetown is just going to struggle to score in the game. The Hoyas are having trouble scoring just all throughout this season. Nova's coming off the big win over Providence, so they might be regressing a little bit after Gillespie's awesome performance earlier this week, but i like Nova to take that game under. Also on the under in Florida State and Duke, have you seen the Seminoles play offense? Absolutely horrific. One of the biggest mismatches, in my opinion, on the card today is FSU's offense against Duke's defense blue devils top two in a lot of defensive metrics in the acc however duke also a little careless with the basketball on offense this is gonna be a sloppy game i like to go under also i'm on west virginia plus five against kansas revenge spot for west virginia who lost to ku in january mountaineers have lost nine of their last 10 straight up everything on paper says rock chalk jayhawk but i love the spot for west virginia if they have any pulse they'll stay within the number today The final two plays out West Santa Clara plus 22 against Gonzaga. This is a revenge spot for Santa Clara who gave up 115 points to Gonzaga at home in January. Love the way this Broncos team plays. They're one of the more fun teams to watch on the West coast. The tempo in this game will be off the charts. However, Santa Clara has the offensive prowess to stay within the number. Also fading Gonzaga on senior night. They're one in six ATS since 2015 on senior night. It is senior night out there in Spokane. Give me the, the other team then finally Washington plus 17 just fading UCLA off a hot shooting night playing along Washington after a bad shooting night against USC Huskies. They should be able to take care of the ball in this game. Give me the dogs getting plus 17.
3: Yeah, Interesting. Yeah, I think UCLA's off defense is going to suffocate Washington. 17 uh, is a big number, though, because uh, we've seen them struggle to score at times this year to relying on Terrell Brown. Uh, This UCLA team at home has really held a lot of opponents under 60, so it will be a challenge in terms of how much Washington can score in this one.
2: It will be a challenge, and I bet it, but I'm probably not going to watch it because I don't want to put myself through that sort of pain. (laughs) (laughs) That does it for the first half of betting across America. Thank you to Amal shot. Thank you to Stephen Bond. Thank you to our guy Kevin out there on the audio board. For Femi and Bebafate, that's our whole crew. Coming up next, we toss it over to the Ross and Reynolds Connection here on BAA. Three more hours on the Sports Betting Network.
0: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field.